Oh, Bretto. What's up, MP? Damo just called. Yeah. He thinks there's going to be 100,000 people at the Wellness Summit. Oh, again? He thinks we're bigger than Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones, and the Beatles all put together. Damien Christoph has gone completely mad. Did you know he's made eight tons of forage? What? <laughs> and now he wants you and I to help him get rid of it. Oh, Damo. So, look, being the good friends that we are, we've asked him. You've been forced. Well, we've kind of twisted his arm to make him literally give his forage away to 100 lucky Wellness Summit attendees. So if you're ready to enrol for our signature two days of inspiration, education and empowerment and entertainment. What do you mean, MP? Well, Australian Idol winner Wes Carr makes his Wellness Summit debut this year, Bretto. Wes Carr, you'll be guilty. So if you're ready to be entertained, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and get four value bags of forage muesli or one bag each of paleo, muesli, bircher and porridge when you register. Now, all you need to do is register for this two-for-one special, bring a buddy, bring a friend, bring a family member or a colleague and then choose your forage selection, four muesli or four assorted and get four bags per attendee. That's eight bags per double pass. That's almost 250 bucks of forage for free when you register for the Wellness Summit on August 25-26 at the Collingwood Town Hall in Melbourne. That's 150 serves of breakfast. Almost six months of breakfast just for registering for the Wellness Summit. Well, it's first in best dressed. These 100 tickets are only available until June 18 or until sold out. All the details of this special offer, all the topics, featured speakers and more are over at thewellnesssummit.com. Thanks for making eight tons of forage, Damo. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favourite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week, without my regular co-host, George, but instead, I've got a fantastic guest who's come to join us. Now, his name is Jason German, and when you go to Google him, it's not G-E-R, it's J-U-R-M-A-N-N. So, Jason German, 38 years young, is the owner and operator of Primal Voyage LLC, and we're going to talk a lot about that today. Uh, He's a divorced father of three children. Um, But a near-death experience in 2014 from a routine medical procedure caused him to turn to a low-carb lifestyle and ultimately led to him losing over 100 pounds in the process, which is, if you're all the Aussies there, you know, a bit bit under 50 kilos, which is a hell of a lot of weight. And so he got hooked on telling everybody everything he knew about the ketogenic lifestyle and now has his own online coaching business, online programs. He's doing the works. He's doing a great job. Welcome to the show, Jason. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's a pleasure. Uh, it sounds like an amazing story you've had. You've had uh, you know, some stress there in your life and, and a medical procedure that just went wrong. What happened? Well, like I said, it was 2014 and I um, actually had an exter- external hemorrhoid that got to the point where it was too painful to even go to work. So one day I was driving to work early in the morning and uh, I was about halfway there, and I told myself, there's no way I'm going to make it through another day of this this pain. So I turned around, went home, 
made a call to my primary care doctor. She got me in, uh, one look, one look, um, at it. She's like, I'm not touching that here. I'm not doing anything with that in this office, but hang on one second. So she went and um, came back. She said, I got a general surgeon that can get in to see you today. It'd be like one stitch. You'll be back at work tomorrow. It's not even an outpatient procedure. It's not a hospital setting. It's actually his office building. I'm like, okay, great. And he can get you in in two (laughs) hours. So I went over to the, the general surgeon he took one look at it. He's like, yes, you'll have one stitch. You'll be back at work tomorrow. No big deal. And um, it was excruciating pain. Uh, I was in so much pain when he was, he had me, uh, I don't know if it's too much info, TMI, but he had me bent over his table trying to remove the external hemorrhoid. And um, I was in so much pain that I was throwing up. Uh, long story short, he stitched me up, put, gave me some gauze and said, okay, you're, you're on your way. You know, have a good day. We go back to work tomorrow, normal, no restrictions. Well, I got about a quarter mile away from his office and I just had this sensation going down my leg. And I looked down and I'm like, it's blood. A few seconds later, the other leg, same thing. Now my white socks have turned pink because there's so much blood rushing down my first instinct was that, you know, maybe a stitch just broke mm. or something. But I soon realized that this was much more than a stitch just breaking. Well, luckily, his office was across the street from a local trauma center hospital. Well, I noticed my when I was driving, I told myself, I'm not going back to his office. <laughs> luckily, the hospital was right there. And... Was the hospital was like another quarter mile because I knew where it was. I was familiar with the area, so I said, "I'm going to the hospital because something's not right." Um, I pull up, park my vehicle, start walking through the grass. I was staggering. Uh, I felt myself losing it, and then there was a lawn maintenance guy on a golf cart stopped and said, "Sir, sir, what happened to you? What happened to you? Did you get shot?" Because, I mean, I just had blood everywhere. Mm. He rushed me to the front door. There was uh, doctors and nurses standing at the door waiting for me to get there. And they rushed me back to the ER. Uh, First thing they did was tip me upside down. They keep blood to my brain and my vital organs. Next thing I knew, they, uh, they had a nurse on each arm rushing units of blood in me. They didn't take my blood type. They didn't have time for any of that. Um, I felt myself pushing out a clot, a huge clot, every two minutes. And at that point, I realized that this is life or death. And I, I just couldn't believe that I was 34 years old with three kids at home. And from a routine procedure at a doctor's office, I'm near death. And I just asked God to spare my life. I couldn't bear having my kids who were like 10, 12, and 15 at the time be without their father. And next thing I knew, I woke up and they found out that the doctor nicked an artery. He had no idea that he did it. And they had to go in and do exploratory surgery to stop the bleed. But when I woke up, I said, 
I was 295 pounds, miserable, depressed. I realized how quick we could be taken out. I go in for a routine hemorrhoid. Next thing I know, I'm almost dying. That day, I said, I'm going to do something about my weight and I'm going to get happy. And as soon as I got out of the hospital, that's when I started this low carb lifestyle. Okay, so Jason, what what was it then about that experience that led you to a thinking, "Hey, I should do something about my health," uh, and you know, as opposed to just thinking this was a freak traumatic accident? And then B, what was it in particular that made you decide you were going to go towards a low carb lifestyle? I mean, it seems to be quite unrelated to the incident that you had from a layman's, from an outsider's perspective. I just realized how quick we could be taken out. And at that time, I was close to 300 pounds, but I didn't realize really unhealthy I was. You know, in your early 30s, you can get away with being over 100 pounds overweight and um, you can't get completely away with it, but it's um, a lot easier than if you were in your 50s or something and you start and you were eating horribly. Like I was still in my 30s, so I was able to kind of hide it here and there. But then I realized that um, we could be taken out so quick, like I'm putting it uh, on the back burner about my health when it should be on the forefront. And at that time, I was... uh, that's when I started researching low carb because I tried every diet imaginable, every yo-yo diet, um, you know, all types of low calorie, low fat throughout my whole life. And it never worked. So I said, let me um, look into this low carb lifestyle. It was, a, it was popular back then. It started getting more popular back then. And one thing led to another. That's how it started. And so, obviously, you'd been conscious of, I guess, your health and your weight prior to that time. So, you said you'd tried all these different diets. You know, what was your motivation for wanting to lose weight prior to this incident? And how did that change after this incident? Prior to the incident, it was mainly the weight. Uh, I, you know, I, I want a lot of people when they start you know, any type of diet, whether it's low carb or not, they're in a lot, not all, but a lot of people start for that weight loss. And that's what I was after because I was just sick and tired of being that guy. And, um, that's pretty much why, um, I started. Yeah. And so after you, after you'd had this incident, did your motivation change? Like, were you still motivated just by the weight or was it more the, the life and the kids and, you know, all that sort of stuff? Initially, it was the weight, and I soon realized that eating low carb is much more than just the scale number and, and the pounds you, you, sh- you, you start losing. It was more about how I felt, uh, you know, my mental clarity. I started thinking better. I started having more energy. I didn't have crashes. I wasn't starving every two hours. I started noticing all them other benefits. So after um, the procedure and all that, it was the added benefits besides just the weight loss. So you obviously decided you're going to look into this low carb lifestyle. Um, where did you start? What did you come across first? The first thing I came across was Atkins because, you know, I've heard of it before. It was popular probably when I was in my twenties, it started gaining popularity. And, um, I just researched and seen Atkins and just read more about it. And I did that for about two months or so. 
and I, I noticed I was I was losing um, weight pretty quick, and I was I, I like totally the exact opposite of what I was taught my whole life. And here I am eating eating high fat and all these meats, and I, and I'm losing weight. And then I was uh, so that's where I started was Atkins. Yeah. And so tell us about the start. Like, how did that go for you? What was your diet looking like at that stage? And yeah, obviously you noticed some benefits. Were there any drawbacks to doing the Atkins style diet? Uh, it was okay in the beginning. I didn't know too much downside, but, um, you know, the protein's a little, is higher, you know, and um, I, did, I just started knowing I wasn't feeling the greatest and, and the weight just stopped. So, and that's when I did more research and um, came across paleo. And so, when you say you weren't feeling the greatest, what symptoms were you starting to notice? Uh, I just wasn't feeling the best mentally. Uh, my energy wasn't the greatest. It, it wasn't, um, I was happy because I was losing the weight, but I just wasn't feeling the greatest after a while, after six weeks or so trying it. Yeah, okay. So, then you came across paleo, which I guess a lot of people seem to go on this journey. You know, they, they do adopt the Atkins for the weight loss elements of it and get some really good results. But then, you know, at some stage, as you said, they find that they're plateauing or they're just not quite going as well as they'd like to be. And they start to realize that maybe the food quality might be important, not just the macros. It Was that kind of your experience, Jason? Yeah, I would say that. I would say the the food choices as well kind of steered me another direction. So, so what sort of food choices do you mean? Like uh, the the amount that there there was no cap on their protein, and um, I don't know. Just when I started upping the protein, I wasn't feeling the greatest. Yeah. Okay. So so you sort so of so eating. I it was like more protein than fat. Yeah, okay. So, so you discovered the paleo diet, then you started modifying, obviously, this Atkins ketogenic diet. It sounds like you started adding in more healthy fats and, and moderating the protein a little bit more, which which seems like it's been a bit of a topic for discussion a little bit lately. I know Jimmy Moore's been talking about this a lot, been doing some experiments with a you know a higher protein diet and, and talking about how he went with that. And uh, you know, it seems to be the experience of lots of people that, that when they really want to do keto really well, that then getting more of the fat as opposed to more of the protein seems to be the key for people who are doing it successfully. Was that your experience, Jason? You know, I will say that, but I, I have been experimenting with carnivore. Um, carnivore with also trying to keep my body still in a state of ketosis, it's kind of tough because a lot of the meats are higher protein. They're not like 80% fat or so. So I've been like around... Um, 65% fat, 60%, and 40, 45% uh, protein. And I actually have been feeling really good. So, hey, Jason, um, you know, this carnivore diet seems to be uh, coming up a little bit uh, lately. You know, I know there's been some podcast episodes about it. Um, you know, the Joe Rogan uh, podcast seems to be a common one that people are talking about and referring to. And, uh, you know, it, we haven't had an interview about it yet on that paleo show, so I'd love to hear a little bit about what it is from your perspective and, and your experiences of doing that. Well, you know, I, I like you said, I seen the podcast with uh, Doctor Baker, and um, you know, I, at the time I was uh, keto, and I decided, you know, I wanted to uh, 
research more about this carnivore, I'm, I was just seeing more and more success stories. And um, so I decided I was going to give it a shot. And um, that's what I did. Um, this is the third time, third time doing it, the ex- experiment. Uh, the first time I did it, it was 10 days long. And I tell you what, after, you know, two or three days, I started noticing increase in, in the gym. I started noticing more of like uh, an endurance, a more willingness, uh, a more like desire to go to the gym when I was doing carnivore. Um, basically, I was just eating meat, butter, ghee, and eggs, anything from the animal kingdom. But I tried to limit my dairy as much as I possibly could. So it was basically this meat, ghee and butter and eggs. Wow. And that was it. Like, so every meal is just so, cause it, it does as, you know, it kind of just flies in the face of what we've always been told growing up, which is, you know, fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, oh, vegetables yeah. and fruits, you know, it's uh, so, so, I mean, how did you, how did, how did you go from a headspace perspective? Because I reckon just like mentally, that would be kind of challenging to go against what you've been taught for so long. It's totally different from what we've been taught, you know. Um, we've been taught, you know, you wake up with a, a you know a bowl of uh, um, cereal, some skim milk uh, with a side of wheat toast and with some strawberries cut up or, you know, a banana cut up in your, your oatmeal or something. But this carnivore was just the complete opposite, you know, um, even a step in a further direction from keto, you know, steak and eggs, uh, bacon and eggs, everything was meat, a ton of saturated fat, and it's just a complete opposite of, you know, what I was basically told was healthy my whole life from school teachers to doctors and, you know, with the... <laughs> the food pyramid in the United States and elsewhere that has all these grains. It was, it was a complete opposite, almost a 180 from what I was taught. And were you worried about nutrient deficiencies? Like, were you worried that maybe there was some stuff that you just weren't able to get from fruits and vegetables that, that you, that you weren't, that you weren't getting from this carnivore diet? No, the, you know, the, the research that I've done and I, I seen that you can basically get, you know, all you need with just eating a meat of fatty, uh, you know, fatty steak. And if you or, add some organ meat, you can get all the, the same um, nutrients and you weren't missing anything. So I just thought I'd give it a shot because I, I just didn't really see too much downside. That's amazing. That's amazing. I have not tried the carnivore diet, and I haven't done enough research into the uh, to the nutrient side of it. But we're going to have to get someone on the show to talk about this because I think it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting, and I kind of want to know more about it. And I reckon there's a whole bunch of people listening who are thinking the same that they want to know more about it. So, hey, uh, so at what stage on your journey, Jason, did you decide that you wanted to go from just being someone who was passionate about this to someone who wanted to make this a career and and to help other people doing primal voyage just you know it it saved my life low carb keto um you know paleo all that stuff that i tried um and i was just like obsessed with it i was, was like this mad at everybody from everything that i was taught was grown up was a lie and 
you know, I see people suffering. I just felt blessed that I was able to lose over a hundred pounds and get healthy and, uh, um, all the other added benefits we talked about as well earlier. And, you know, I just had a passion to help people and, you know, I love to cook and I just, you know, put two and two together and just helping so many people here and there, you know, they're saying like, you're in the, you know, the wrong job. You should be helping more and more people about this. And then like the stories and the testimonies of people coming in and, you know, you talking to me, now um about keto or whatever and you know now i'm down 20 pounds in a month or six weeks and feel the best i've ever felt and just took the passion and decided i want to start a business coaching people helping people live the ketogenic lifestyle and so jason you say that it saved your life like where did you feel like you were headed i mean did you feel like you were at increased risk of any particular disease? Did you feel like it was like a something that may have happened soon if you hadn't made changes, or is it more just a you know you knew that eventually if you kept that lifestyle up it wasn't going to end well? I knew eventually if I kept that lifestyle up it wasn't going to end well. Um, it wasn't just the weight of being so much overweight; it, it was everything else. I was in a bad place um, in a, in a relationship that I. Um, shouldn't have been in. I, um, you know, let things happen to me that I shouldn't have let happen to me. I, um, you know, was like really depressed being a hundred pounds overweight. Um, you know, being out of shape my whole life, you know, it just took a toll on me. And, um, I turned to alcohol for a period of time in my life. Um, to deal with the depression and that's pretty much um, and so Jason how closely do you think these things are linked like in terms of the way you are feeling about your body the way you are feeling about the weight um, and then I guess the you know your willingness then to let yourself be in that position and your willingness to to turn to other sources of comfort like alcohol like do you look back now and sort of see that um I don't know, maybe if you had made changes in terms of your diet and lifestyle earlier, maybe if you'd change, made changes in terms of how much you were sort of loving yourself and nourishing yourself earlier, that, that it might have also uh, led to changes in other aspects of your life sooner as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I had a, um, a real problem with alcohol growing up, even in high school, um, just no self-confidence, low self-esteem, you know, depressed. I was a likable guy and I had friends, but like, you know, I never would go to any dances, any, any of that stuff. I had friends that were girls that I was friends with, but that was about the end of it. You know, and that stuff took a toll on you when you're in high school mm -hmm. and, and stuff. I believe that, you know, if I, I wasn't eating how I thought was healthy, by eating less and low fat and then it didn't work, I think that if I wasn't battling weight, I probably wouldn't have turned to alcohol mm. to try to to try to cope. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, there's such an inextricable link there, I think, between, you know, and I think often it does come back to that, that self-love stuff. You know, it, it's about really, um, you know, loving yourself enough to change your diet, but, but also I think, you know, in doing that, in giving yourself that permission to love yourself, then it does, 
change the way you think about other stuff like alcohol and like relationships and, and all of those other factors can sort of come into that as well. So it's it's a fascinating experience and a fascinating journey because I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening who can sort of relate to aspects of that in their own life um, and can hopefully draw some inspiration from you in that you are able to work your way through those things and uh, you know that that can be a very challenging thing for people and 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 not an easy thing to do to to work your way through challenges not only with food but with relationships and with alcohol and and things like that as well so you know what advice would you give to someone who was I guess maybe in that position that you're in that they they listen to this podcast they're maybe not happy with their body, you know, maybe they're not happy mentally, maybe they're in a situation, it might be a relationship, it might be a job, it might be a friendship that they just feel like they shouldn't be in and, and they're struggling with the self-confidence to get themselves out of it. You know, what what advice do you give to people who are maybe even feeling a little bit depressed and in that situation to help them uh, come through and see the other side like you have? Just start. Um you know, take it one day at a time. If you're if you're having all the, the, them issues, um, for me it was um, my problem with food. I just had to cut cut as much as that I was uh, eating, cut my carbs down as much as I can. And once you get through, you know, a week or so, two weeks, you start losing the cravings. It starts becoming easier. You're, you start gaining a little confidence. A couple people might tell you, hey, what, what are you doing? You, you, you know, you start just gaining more and more confidence. You, you're noticing your energy. You're sleeping better. You know, you just the longer you stick with it, you just start noticing more and more things. You just get more and more hooked and just just give it a shot. You know, um, give it a chance. It can change your whole life, not just the weight everything else for de- depression um relationship issues um it could definitely it definitely can get rid of an addiction um it's just, it's life-changing keto for me is is, a, is definitely a lifestyle it is not no fad diet um and when they say that it's more about than the scale number that's true it can change your whole life yeah, I love that. And I love that idea of just starting, you know, because I think, you know, so often we we are trying to figure out how to love ourselves again and how to look after ourselves again when we've been through stuff like this. And and I think often the best thing you can do to love yourself is just start, is take some action to almost show yourself that you love yourself, you know, to, to be able to start giving yourself that gift and, and obviously making sure you're doing it because you love yourself, not because you hate yourself and you're trying to punish yourself is a really important part of that first step. But but just taking that first step can be such an important part of just getting some momentum happening along the journey. So, Jason, you've got some programs that you run and, uh, and one of those is called Primal Living 101. And I'm guessing that's exactly mm-hmm. what that's about is just starting. So, can you tell us a little bit about that program? Yeah, for the, the basic program... I um, customize your macros to the ketogenic, um, to your, your your plan based on, you know, your stuff. Everyone's a little different. I send you daily coaching, encouragement. Um, you get recipes. You get tips. Group coaching, daily coaching, and we run you through a seven-week program. And um, 
there's also a 102 program after that that's more advanced. But the, the 101 program that you were talking about, that's how that works for seven weeks. All right. And so then what comes into it when we get to 102? What's level two? It's just more advanced. Um, we take other, um, like there's actually um, a higher protein week, just experimenting more. Um, there was talk to even maybe adding one of the weeks for a carnivore week. Hmm. It's just a more advanced approach once you graduate from the 101 program. Okay, nice. Well, that sounds great, mate. I'm, you know, it's a fascinating journey you've been on. It's an inspirational journey to hear, you know, where you've been and where you've gotten yourself to now. Um, I'm sure people are going to find out more about you and follow you and perhaps, you know, see how you're going with this carnivore diet experience. Um, so if they want to find you, obviously they can find you on Facebook at Primal Voyage. They can find you on Instagram at Primal, Primal Voyage. Um, and obviously also on the website at primalvoyage.com. Um, so thank you so much for coming on board today, mate. It's been fantastic. And I should mention as well that you do do one-on-one coaching. And so they can come, you know, not just for the programs, but if they really want to get down to the nitty-gritty and get the one-on-one coaching with you, they can do that as well. That's correct. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today, mate. Thanks for having me. It was great. Absolute pleasure. Well, for everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. I realized in this time that I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. But I had to give that to myself. Yanni says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm going to prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.